Who's the man that's got all the wire hanging in front of his feet? Shaft. Damn right. What do we do? I don't know. Well, since Titchmarsh has pulled out, the show's kind of gone for a burden, so we'll have to just think on the fly, come up with something that the youth of today will enjoy, something that the old of yesterday will uh, will love, and something that the children of tomorrow will, I don't know, scorn, I guess. That's in menswear? Sure. No, not that. So the I, I mean, well, TK Maxx for, for the over 60s? TK Maxx is only called TK Maxx here. Everywhere else it's called TJ Maxx. All right, okay. If, um, if, you, were, if you were to go learning to the, from Mirth. the TK Maxx of America, it doesn't exist because it's called TJ Maxx. Same obnoxious spelling with the X's, but uh, it's a J, not a K. And other things that change their names when they go abroad is Burger King. You know Burger King has a different name in Australia? What? Hungry Jacks. What? Hungry. Hang on. Jacks. Do they what why? Why? Are you sure it's not just a different burger place and you you saw like a vague red and white and yellow lettering and you're like holy mackerel. No, it's no. It's an entirely I, different concept. If it was, then I mean it's shameless brand larceny or whatever it's uh <laughs> burger king in australia it's called shell garage it's weird <laughs> have you tried their coke it's awful <laughs> oh well the freight train of nonsense pulls again once into the into the station uh, may i welcome us back to another podcast for the quite enjoy after a gap of eight ridiculous years <laughs> I was going to say it didn't seem like that long since we did the last one. And it was only that little time because Barry White and Other Terrors was uploaded twice. That's... Otherwise it'd probably be huh. longer. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Did not know. Uh, did know. Because audio issues when Faye could only hear me. Oh, hi, Faye. Hang on. Faye's, Faye's alive, right? Faye's very much alive. Faye, in fact, is spawning. I've seen Ooh. Faye spawn like crazy. Faye's got a whole family now. Reproductive system, baby. <laughs> Good so for you, well Faye. Done. Well done to you, Faye. Well done. And thanks again. Way, for... way to create life. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone's got to, haven't they? Otherwise, we all die out. Yeah, in fact, am I not right in thinking that the last time we spoke on a podcast, you'd recently had your firstborn? Yes. Yeah, wow, that's scary, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. He we has did... opinions now. <laughs> he, he has opinions and a bank account. That's, that's how scary <laughs> this is. <laughs> I think it's very interesting to have things in the media and out there at this particular time because this this part will be looked back on in history books in years to come. When you go, do you remember when there was that thing wiping lots of people out so they told you all to stay indoors? Not for the kind of scary you're going to get bombed way, but the kind of scary you're going to die way. I don't know about you, but I find it very, very hard to know how to feel about it, like emotionally, because you're not prepared for it. You don't have any underlying knowledge of what to do in this kind of situation. I've never been told not to go outside my house, apart from when I've done something wrong. So I immediately feel I've done something wrong. It's generally when you're feeling unwell, they're like, just stay in, stay indoors, relax, don't go anywhere, and you'll, you'll be fine in a couple of days. The thing is, I feel like after the 30-ton mega juggernaut train of Brexit, and immediately after that we're given... 
COVID-19. I feel like I haven't really had time to like grieve for one before the other. This is just like wall to wall insane situations that I have entirely zero input in, no control whatsoever. I'm just left with holding the hot ball of dicks that is consequences. Um, (laughs) Hot ball of dick of consequences. I like that. My bowl runneth over. Um, (sighs) I mean, it's a great way to put it. Because you don't, you have no control over this situation. We have no say in it. And we don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. My very mantra in life is someone knows what's going on. That is my utter belief. I don't believe and in the Bible. God. I don't believe in the tooth fairy. I don't believe in Father Christmas anymore since he stood me up for Hungry Hungry Hippos in 1995. Bastard. Other than that, I just believe that someone, somewhere, knows what's going on. And I wait for that man to come forward. Or woman. Or mm. frog. We're very diverse here at Quite Enjoy, and we accept all uh, all manner of leaders, whether they be male, female, or amphibious. So, you know, all hail the Lizard King! <laughs> all hail the Frog Overlords of <laughs> Tarantia. Oh, <laughs> it's warm. That's what it is. It is. But are you under a duvet? It's very warm here. <laughs> yes, but no one's forcing you to be under that duvet, Andrew. People are forcing you to be indoors right now, but no one said, make sure you build your own individual greenhouse in your smallest bedroom and cover it in duvets. (laughs) Don't forget to have a nice full hot Sunday lunch before you do. (laughs) Maybe today's the day I try that sweatsuit on. (laughs) Mind you, you'll come out there a lot thinner, won't you? That's, Mm. I mean, that's 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 the upside, right? Three, Three or four of these by the end of the month, and yeah, we should be golden. It's productive and it's shedding. So, you know, double win. So, what is new with you in lockdown town? What is new with me in lockdown town? Um, well, there's been talk of pretzel baking. There has been talk of lots of projects. None of them are yet to manifest. I don't know about you, but I haven't learned any languages yet or mastered the art of Zen-like concentration or started a yoga course or any of the other things that everybody else seems to be doing. Why are people bettering themselves when they could really just be playing a lot of Mario Kart? Now is the time to sit at home and, and pity yourself. That is what it's time for. <laughs> it's getting slightly annoying looking at all the news articles that are trying to force this self-betterment on yourself and saying like, hey, you know what? When you were allowed outside in the beautiful sunshine and going freely to any kind of mass gathering, uh, you didn't bother going swimming or doing yoga. How about filling up your bathtub, doing a couple of lengths, and then also sitting on your lounge floor in front of the TV, stretching like a twazic for an hour? How about that? Like, well, I didn't choose to do those things where I could go to a place that was prepared to do them. Why am I going to do them in a place that's not set up to yes, do them? That's fair. This, this, this COVID-19 thing kicked off at the point where basically all of a sudden spring was in full glorious effect. And they were like, look at how nice it is outside. Don't go out there. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed out here. Outside is death. Skulls, death. I mean, I enjoy enjoy a daily holiday by just opening the window and sticking my head outdoors and going, my God, it's like Marbella, isn't it? Hey, better better close that up again, eh? Don't want to get too used to the outdoors. Dangerous (laughs) thinking. I've taken to eating my breakfast and pretending that I'm on a beach resort. It's basically exactly the same as how I normally eat cornflakes, but with sunglasses on. Here's a question. Do you know anybody that has been affected medically by the coronavirus? Yes, I know of three people that caught the virus. One is a work colleague. She caught it very early on, 
which led us to send everybody home. But she's fine now. She's absolutely fine. And the other two are family friends who work as nurses and have caught it for being oh. nurses. Yes. yes. I've got to be honest. I was very much on the fence about the whole thing initially. I wasn't taking it very seriously. I was seeing it as something which is possibly being like, you know, blown way out of proportion by the media. It wasn't until I bumped into a friend, which is very difficult to do in London if you don't intend to bump into a person, but I bumped into a friend and I went to give them a hug, which we would always do under normal circumstances. And they were like, no, 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 Corona. And I was like, yeah, but that's nonsense, isn't it? This was like late Feb, early March. They're like, no, 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 it's real. I'm like, oh, okay. But it wasn't until I started to see like the ramping up, the measures that were being taken, both, you know, from companies... Uh, governments etc all of the things that was happening and all of a sudden this whole like everybody needs to get behind this message take it seriously that I kind of went oh okay it might actually be a thing originally I just thought it was like somebody going we really need to distract people with something post-Brexit because this, well, this is that, ridiculous that's the thing isn't it I mean it was all very convenient when it first started and you're like hmm well, I mean, nothing takes the mind's eye off the fact that you haven't got a trade deal like a fucking national pandemic. That's clever planning. Then Boris, you need to look prime ministerial, mate. Everybody thinks you're a bit of a twat. Oh, okay. Maybe something with jam. No, think wider. Bug. Yes. Yes, bug. <laughs> try a super one and then try yes. one without a cure and think yes. Spanish flu and then uh, yeah, run with that. I think even though I do know of people with it, I'm still separated from it. Part of my like, logistical human brain thinks, right, okay, let's take it away from me. Let's put it back to something that one of my children said to me. One of their friends was over the road and they said, uh, oh, can we go and see our friend over there? And I went, well, no, actually, you can't at the moment because we're doing social distancing because of the coronavirus. And my eldest went, why, has she got it? I went, well, no. And he goes, well, I don't have it. I'm like, well, no. Do you have it? No. Do they? Do her mum and dad have it? No. What, so what's, our pro- what's, what's our problem here? <laughs> but, well, it's, it, it's the distancing, the, the social thing. Yeah, but if we don't have it and they don't have it, what are we distancing? Just shut up and do your colouring, will you? I mean, look, I bought you that book. You sit down there right now. You sit right down there and fill it in the lines. Well, no, no dinner. That's parenting. <laughs> the lines or no dinner. I, That's really good. I couldn't fight him on that. I think what I had to say to him in the end is, look, it's a practice. Okay, they might not have it and all that kind of things. But if you start thinking that about everything, then you will end up, you know, killing lots more people. That being said, it does slightly annoy me at the amount of the over 65s out on the streets where I live every day. Just like it's not a thing. Like, well, they've wow. got nothing to live for. They've, they've lived their lives and they are ready to, you know... I did wonder why great did wonder why one took a running jump at me the other day just shouting, lick me! Um, <laughs> which at first yeah, I thought yeah, was that. a bit forward. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, here's a question for you. When it all ends and they're like, right, everybody, go back to normal. Is, is that going to be weird? Can you imagine... I know that you don't have to do it as often, but can you imagine like standing on a packed Victoria line tube to, you know, central London 
where you're literally like teeth deep in nine people's faces post-corona and thinking, yeah, this is okay. This is fine. See, I have, I have a weird, a weird uh, say, it's either an affliction or an ability, and it's possibly medical, or maybe all three. I have the ability to live myself in the moment. This time period we're going through now where we're all in lockdown, we're all stuck inside, and this is all you can remember. This seems to me to have been happening for about three days. I'm just on like Groundhog Day, it's on loop, and my mind doesn't really deal with the the longevity of time. So the moment that it's all over and I have to return to work and have to face the gaggling hordes again, it'll be like I did it a week ago. I don't Um, think I'll remember this time, or I won't remember what this time is like. That's interesting. Yeah, because like I say, I I live quite in the moment. What what about you? What do you think? Do you think? I, I think it's very difficult to learn new things the older you get so to put in an entirely seismic societal cultural life shift like okay now everybody is effectively dangerous every person that you see could be carrying some sort of virus so now you really really need to get it to your head you can't be near people I'm wearing the mask when I go to the shops. I'm washing my hands to the point where I bought a 24-pack of Pears soap before all of this shit kicked off because I could see it happening. I was like, all right, this is going to be a thing. Everybody else was going mental for hand sanitizer, and I was like, hand sanitizer isn't where it's at. Soap is where it's at. So now that I have learned this new thing, it's going to be very difficult for me to unlearn it. This is something which has reached a part of my brain where it's just like, this is fundamental knowledge now. Fundamental knowledge includes things like how to breathe whilst eating, how to breathe whilst sleeping, how to stand up, how to sit down, how to go to the toilet, how to avoid people in crowds, how to not get coronavirus off people. All of these things have reached like the the apex of my physical and mental understanding. I'm now in a point where I'm like, okay, this is just how things are now. Like, there are people that I love very dearly outside of my immediate family. And I'm like, I love you, but I might never hug you ever again. And I don't know how to feel about that. I think you should feel weird about that. I think you should. Because you've spent more of your life doing those things and being fine than the two months that you've been told not to do those things and still been fine. Before this time, there was never any sort of like immediate us affecting life-threatening disease. Like we've had AIDS in this country, but that only affected a, a you know a handful of people. We haven't had in our lifetimes an Ebola, a smallpox. But now this is something which is genuinely like you could get this and it could kill you. And it's already like there's a million a million confirmed cases in America, and this thing's been raging through there for about four weeks. Oh. If they, if they could test here, my friend, if they could actually get their arse in gear and test here, you'd have a million confirmed cases within the day. The thing about this disease is it can affect you or, as they've said, people that get diagnosed with it, you're like, yes, okay, you've got it, but very mild symptoms and then it's kind of gone and then you're kind oh, of okay. Oh, do you know, I haven't, I haven't even told you about this, have I? I'm in an at-risk group. I'm in a very at-risk group. So because I've of your like asthma? S- yeah, I've had special letters sent by the NHS and by the government, which are like above and beyond what everybody else is getting. I get daily text messages. It's fucking weird. But what are their what are their text messages saying? You remember staying doors, staying yeah, doors well, today. Remember that originally. Originally, it was staying doors, and then they started to realise that that was probably going to wear a bit thin. So then they started like I'm getting 
government-sanctioned advice on how best to entertain myself and keep my spirits up whilst in, you know, locked indoors. I mean, the problem is, I mean, half of me thinks like, well, I've had it. If you get it, that's your trouble. But it's the spread is the problem. Yeah. It's like, well, but you take it, you, you get give it. it. You give it to someone. Yeah. That's that's how that thing kind of goes. Each person that gets it, it makes it more and more likely, statistically, that you will get it yourself. Like it's just, it's an exponential, you know, curve of growth, isn't it? Okay, then sideswipe question for your state of abject paranoia for this whole thing now. If, if well, the only way that this whole thing will come to a final stop is they get the vaccine for it. Will you relax? Will that be you done? You're like, it can be cured, we're fine. Yeah, if somebody says there is a vaccine, people can take it, then yes, but for sure. I, but at the moment, I'm living in a reality of... Okay, so my wife, uh, her best friend, is a police officer of, of some sort of stature. She was predominantly office-bound for the last sort of six months. She's now been pulled back onto shift work, and her entire job, along with many, many, many other teams countrywide is just going to buildings to collect bodies at the moment because people are dying so many people are dying the normal sort of uh mortuary morgue whatever you call them collection services are being so overwhelmed that they're now having to use you know police vans to cart the dead and that's happening on a national scale and that's not anything that's being talked about anywhere but this is something that we've been told about by somebody who's very much in the know but that sort of thing happening. should be talked about. That's the reality of stuff. That's the thing that really should sink into people is the fact of like, okay, well, you know you're doing this. Well, just behind where you're sitting, there's a police van. Do you know what that police van's doing? That's going into that building to cart out someone who's just died from this thing. This is real. You remember that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, bang, bring out your dead? Well, if we were yeah. less civilised, that's what they'd be doing. <sighs> yeah, but isn't that terrifying? It's like for all of our technological advances for all of our progression for all of the things that we've created to better our lives ultimately something from somewhere that has started a kind of snowball effect is going to wipe us all out like it was the fucking black plague yeah but this thing this thing has only come to wipe us all out in effect you know as, as spread between us all because of our technological advances if we couldn't fly this fucker wouldn't go anywhere but we can and we have and we've spread it worldwide these things have come and gone before when we couldn't do that. And they stayed they where they were because they, were, areas, they yeah. were localized and they died out. But now we can get everywhere. So anything that's somewhere gets everywhere. And that's the way the human race goes. But we can't forget that the fact that we are just creatures on this earth. You know, we might have the opposable thumbs and all the, you know, all the Alexa and the biscuits and the Argos. It doesn't make us any less susceptible to a bacteria that wants us. True that. Yeah. Hashtag Alexa Argos Biscuits. <laughs> so in, in activities that we're not doing in lockdown, um, I've taken to doing other activities, which is watching films. So oh, I remember films. Yeah, sure. I, I hadn't been watching films for a while. And since they've now stopped us going to cinemas, I thought, well, maybe I should re-watch some of mine. I have two quite large bookcases behind me filled with films that I have not looked at in about six years. They're all sitting there ready to go. And I have this weird problem now, right? 
I have so many DVDs and stuff back there, but in the, the digital world of everything that is available in front of me rather than looking behind me, I would now choose to rent a film on Apple TV in better quality than the DVD of which I have behind me for free. Now, there's got yes. to be a name for that condition. It's got to be a name. Yeah. Own it, want it, better artists. Yeah, maybe it's that. But there's always been there's always been a thing where you own a media and then a better version of that media comes out. And if you like something enough, you will upgrade. So I very much upgraded from cassette tape to CD. When streaming came along, I was just kind of biding my time. But then as soon as like lossless streaming turned up, I was like, okay, this is the thing for me. I buy a lot of music from bleep.com and I get that all in 24-bit flack or at the very least lossless WAV. This is music that I already own and that, to be honest with you, I probably can't hear the minutiae of differences in, in sound quality. My ears aren't necessarily ready for that, but I know that I at least have the very best possible quality. It's the same with like VHS, DVD, DVD, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray, 8K, 16K, 32K, etc. And where does it stop? Because your eyes have already stopped. Well, <laughs> yes, quite right. Your eyes, your eyes have stopped at... Two, H- two and a half K. <laughs> H- H- HD, six foot back. That's, that's your eyes limit. It's a weird age that we live in, though, that not only are we going forward in technological advances, but we're also, we're also becoming fans of regression as well, like uh, the beautiful world of vinyl. We seem to have skipped cassette and minidisc. We don't seem to want to go back to them. Hipsters have... are taking care of cassettes, and minidiscs have weirdly always kind of stayed around in very certain subgenres. There are people I know that still religiously back up all of their music to minidisc. I like minidisc. I came to it too late, which was about a week after it had been released. Um, oh, yeah, that's far too late. The yeah. zeitgeist had already passed by then. Yeah, I lost a good week those, worth of use. Those three days were glorious. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. But, yeah, cassettes, do you know where cassettes are having a huge, in fact, have always had a huge market? And the Prison. reason a lot of cassette. Yes. Yes. Prison. Yes. Prison. Very much in yeah. prison. It's, very cool. I, it's, it's only by pure chance that I saw a video by Techmoan, I think it was. Um, oh, yeah. Do you ever watch the Techmoan guy? He's the, he's the northern bloke, isn't he? He Bald. is, yes. He did a video all about the prison cassettes and why they were see-through and what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable and all this kind Drugs, of stuff. Drugs, right? Drugs. drugs. I think. I think drugs. it's drugs. I think it's drugs. Yeah. I, I mean, assume, it's not. I assume it, it's drugs. It's not just trying to sneak in. You know, Ooh, you cheeky double length LP cassettes. Ooh, hey, you sneaking in as a as a ninety when you say you're a sixty. Ooh. I mean, you can still make a shank out of a clear cassette. Surely that's not unshankable. I think when it comes to shanks, the imagination is is really the limit, sort of thing. If you can dream it, you can do it, baby. <laughs> that's, that's. I think that's the shanking community's motto. Do you, do you think that's how, how people think in prison all the time? Is like, is that shankable? Is that... All right, shankable is the thing that you have to shank. So what is the shank thing? I, I, what I is mean, the able I, to make a shank out of? If you can make a shank out of a toothbrush, and you can, and they do, then really you can make a shank. What isn't shankable? Maybe they have like a, a prison game show called Will It Shank? And, you know, they take it in turns to see who can whittle the best shank out of whatever's available, you know. And could they present it like Blue Peter? Like they would do like a, a little broadcast inside the prison daily. It was like, hi, welcome to another episode of Will It Shank. Here today we have Johnny the Sponge and... Uh, or maybe it's Ready Steady Cook, Ready Steady Shank. And you've got a lot of 
You've got a lot of goods on your table. Like, right, here you are. Johnny the Slug, you've got uh, a steak knife, um, one of uh, Joan's old carving machetes, and a toothpick. Jimmy the Death Death. You, <laughs> you have half a biro, uh, the, the end of one of the table legs, and a small piece of cheese. Okay, and, of course... Macbeth I'm, would, I'm, would... I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry I, I, I don't mean to interrupt but um, it seems that uh, my, 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 co- my, my partner's um, uh, got an unfair advantage he already, he already has two knives and I've got a bit of cheese and a, and a, and a biro could I, could I have one of the knives? Hmm, interesting point. Uh, all right, well, let's let's go back over to Johnny the Slug and see what he has to say. Johnny the Slug, do you think uh, you could share... Oh, right, there he goes and yeah, Oh, well, we, can, we know that the machete does indeed shank, yes Jimmy Macbeth Death isn't looking too clever right now. He's got a very, very strong shade of red. And uh, okay, I think we just need to look back in the refectory. Uh, back to you. Uh, back to you in the uh, in the digs, John. I uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry for the uh, the confusion that was caused in the showing of that program. It appears that um, a steak knife is uh, is already a sort of shank of its own. Um, now on to Barbara with the weather, Barbara. Um, so, I mean, it largely writes itself, doesn't it, this, uh, this concept? It's one of the it's, stronger it's YouTube content uh, shows I've, I've heard of in quite a while. Because that's a thing we now. Really, we really missed the boat on that YouTube, didn't we? I can't work out whether we were too old or too, too young or just too lazy. I don't know which one we were. Somehow it was... it's all three. Yeah, we were too young, lazy and old. That was our problem. (laughs) I mean, it has exploded now. It's a very weird space, YouTube, that I will find myself tuning into people's shows on YouTube more than I will ever tune into something on television. I can't remember the last time I actually went to watch something that was being broadcast live. But if someone's show comes up and it says, hey, someone's dropped a new video of this, I'm like, huh, I'll have a watch of that. Because it interests me. It's, you know, I've honed it to my interests. I don't know if you feel the same way, but the algorithm of mine is starting to go a bit odd. Um, it used to be fairly consistent. It would show me stuff that I definitely, definitely liked. And now it's shown me stuff that it thinks I might like based on stuff I've already watched. But effectively, I'm caught in this kind of like information loop, like a, a, a suggestive paradox where it's like, look, you either want to watch stuff about AI elaborate kitchen practices or murder i'm like yeah but i like other things it's like no you don't no no i do i like i like comedy i like music i like skate videos no 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 it's either ai elaborate kitchen devices or murder i'm like fine i guess murder yes (laughs) more murder more murder (laughs) unfortunately now i've got endless reruns of murder she wrote because the algorithm is just not that smart (laughs) <laughs> you like strong women do you enjoy that as she wrote <laughs> strong as she can get followed by Vicar of Dibley mm. <laughs> what's the premise of Vicar of Dibley she's a priest with tits alright let's go alright <laughs> Richard Curtis you've got an hour give us a series <laughs> alright let's just roll roll a dice for the offensive stereotype Inbred, brilliant. Right, put him down. There we are. Inbred Boobs village. Surrounded by idiots. Okay, good stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah. grand. We've got a show. <laughs> Dawn French. She's going to star in it. She didn't want to, of course, but she owed me a favour from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beautiful thing of BBC contracts. No one wants to be in the show that they are in, but they just are. <laughs> do you think Nicholas Lindhurst really wanted to do Goodnight Sweetheart? Do you really think? Do you know what? That was exactly the show that crossed my mind just then. Exactly the show. Yes. 
That's terrifying. It's scary, isn't it? I mean, all Nicholas Lindhurst wanted to do after Only Fools and Horses was have a nice sit down. Everything he's been in since, it feels like he's been dragged into it, kicking and screaming. What's this about then? You're Rodney in a hat in the past. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> I don't know okay. if that sounds like my sort of thing. 15 grand. All right, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, fine. Give us, give us the hat. I'll give you Rodney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Open all hours. Poor bastard that is David Jason left on his own in open all hours. Del Boy abandoned in a corner shop. <laughs> Del Boy escapes from my old folks' home, thinks he runs a corner shop. Can you imagine if there was like an episode where they actually showed that none of this was real and it was all just happening in Del Boy's mind? I'm not sure whether that would make me upset or just validate it. Just go like, huh, yeah, that's okay. That's okay with me now. This, this entire show is is now founded in, in absolute reality. I had to pause the new Terminator film. I say new Terminator film, it's been out for ages, but that's how long it takes for me to get things. Terminator Dark Fate. Did you see it? That's not the one where Christian Bale gets very annoyed, is it? No, 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 it's about two more after that. What? Mm-hmm. There's a new one, Dark Fate, where they've another another wrangling back by contract. Linda Hamilton's been forced back into it because uh, Arnie alone cannot steer that ship. Apparently, they've found out over over the course of four films, so they need to rope more characters back into. And the protector this time looks distractingly like Rodney, and <laughs> and that's all that I could think of for the entire Amazing. film. So it became a comedy after that. Um, not only Rodney, but diabetic Rodney. Because this, this future soldier has a crippling dependency on insulin. What? <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the person they send back from the future to protect the now saviour of the universe, Mark V, he's a very fast kind of cyber-augmented super soldier who used to just be a regular soldier back in the past and then got a bit fucked up, so had some extra chips and magic stuff put in him, and now he's super soldier. But he can only do so much super stuff before he has to have a shitload of drugs. So they send him to the future, and he does a little bit of stuff, and now he needs shitloads of drugs. So the person he's there protecting needs to take him to a pharmacist. None of this That's... is made up. That's ridiculous. That's that's like sending... Obviously, they've sent a lot of, like, super soldiers through the past, a lot of Terminators. The cup has run dry, so they're looking at the sort of... The Terminator B team, I guess, just like, well, you're a super soldier, but you do have type 2 diabetes and, and your asthma flares up a bit when it's too hot or cold. Try and stay indoors and just know where all the pharmacies are and you'll probably... You'll do some great Terminating. I can, I can, I can do this, boss. I can, I can do this. I'll be fine. Yeah, you can, champ. Way to go, Jesus Christ. We're all gonna die. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just no. It's, it's a shame. It's sad. It's like watching an elderly relative put in a care home and then made to dance until they die. Let Terminator go. Like there were crossover films, weren't there? Wasn't there some sort of Alien versus Terminator, or am I thinking no, of something else? No, you're thinking of Alien versus Predator. Well, why haven't they made big. Alien versus Terminator? That would, that would be a sure fire seller. Terminator versus Robocop. That was a game. Need to be a film. Although Terminator would just rip Robocop apart and that would be the end of it. Because, you know, some junkies did Robocop in, in Robocop 2. So Terminator shouldn't have too much problem. If you were going to, like, if you were going to pit two 
fictional movie characters against one another in a sort of fight to the death, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Mary Poppins and a xenomorph. Ooh. Yeah, Poppins would fuck that xenomorph up. Yeah, seriously. right? Yeah. She just she just put it in a massive bag. <laughs> uh, but then like the xenomorph would be in there like freaking out, uh trapped in some sort of like giant prison tardis, but from the outside it's just her holding a normal reasonable sized bag that could carry like a 12 liter coffee mug or something. And she'd be like, "Right, that shit's done. Let's move on to something else. Clean your fucking room." With a dead gaze, just goes clean your fucking room or the xenomorph is out. Come on. Look. <laughs> Look, I don't have time for this bullshit. This alien thing is in there messing with all of my cosmetics. I don't need you to then start giving me grief. I've just sorted out your alien problem for you. Fucking hell. That's what a popping sounds like. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. <laughs> Disney have missed. Uh, I've dropped the ball. They've missed a massive opportunity with the Mary Poppins versus, you know, or just Poppins, <laughs> Poppins versus name a thing and just make a film yeah. out of it people would watch it yeah. people would buy it mary poppins versus john j rambo <laughs> <laughs> and as he's firing off some bloody m60 machine gun she's just there with a umbrella walking towards him <laughs> bullets ping, ping, spraying ping, ping, everywhere ping, ping. <laughs> twats him with the umbrella it's like right <laughs> now tie your shoes and then walk you need off. to learn some manners sir <laughs> yeah oh talking about massive disappointments I watched The Rise of Skywalker again. You watched The Rise of Skywalker again. You know you're only meant to watch those films one time. I, I understand it's it's kind of the same as a tea bag. You're only supposed to use it once. Every... You can use it again, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's ill-advised and it will be diluted. And you will, <laughs> you will think strongly about how much you liked it the first time round. So unfortunately, uh, that, even after two viewings, which has been now was a struggle to get through yeah it's a bit of a jigsaw of a film have you seen it I, I saw it i saw it at the cinema and i remember thinking there's a lot of things in here that are better than they were in the last jedi so sure like sure why not it was a little bit of a mary poppins bag full of xenomorphs just wasn't that's anything a, that's of totally any... a thing now by the that way. Is... i like that yeah, poppins that's... bags of xenomorphs like a poppins bag of xenomorphs <laughs> what are you meant to do whole film of aliens in a bag <laughs> can you imagine how angry they'd be bless you they're here they're pissed off and they're cramped it's a bag full of xenomorphs <laughs> june um <laughs> yeah i uh... post covid <laughs> Post-COVID. I, now, why is no one doing that at the cinema? Post-COVID. It's like, this will be coming out post-COVID. Not giving you a date, just post-COVID. Terminator 9. Back in business, post-COVID. You've got to be careful of your film watch now. I watched Contagion. Have you seen Contagion? No, I haven't seen Contagion. What's Contagion? Uh, that's the one with Jude Law, who wants to be in it, but really isn't. And Martin Fishburne. Jude Law is, is phoning it in. Yeah. Well, Lauren, mm. Lawrence Fishburne? What did, what did I call him? What did I call him? Lawrence, Martin Fishburne. <laughs> that's not a person. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, Kate Winslet and others are in this right. film. Things happen. It's basically what's happening now in a film with riots oh fun i was wondering when the riot component was going to be added very early on in contagion we're yet to get there it's an interesting watch which wasn't an interesting watch five years ago when i first tried to watch it it was boring 
but now it's what they call relatable and uh, everything in it is very relatable <laughs> to the current situation. So is it the sort of thing where you're like, okay, well, there's some sort of epidemic, some sort of pandemic going on, but it has to have a little bit more drama than what's happening in my pandemic, which is basically me realising, God, I have to do the washing a lot, don't I? It used to be broken up with trips to work or other social events, but now I'm just doing it all the goddamn time. I'm, I'm cleaning like a motherfucker. I mean, that's just, that's not okay. That's, that's stressful, that is. This one's a way to ramp up the old, you know, pandemic volume. Uh, whereas, you know, yes, people are getting ill. Yes, people are dying. You are being told to stay in your home. You know, movement is not a thing. But in this one, Kate Winslet's got it. So, you know, think on. Whoa. It's serious. Did Kate Winslet make it? That's less clear. It's less right, clear. Well, they don't. Okay. They don't outright say she dies, but they don't outright cure her. So <sighs> it's implied. It's she implied. Dies. I haven't seen her in anything in ages. So no, nor me. It's like Neo in the Matrix. You know, you die in the Matrix. You die in well, you, other films. You, you die in other films, don't you? Well, yeah. If I was Keanu Reeves and I was running between all these films and I happened to catch sight of myself in a mirror, I'd have gone like. Fuck, it's Neo from The Matrix. I can do all this. Or, oh yeah, shit, it's Bill from Bill and Ted. I can not do this. <laughs> can you imagine thinking that you are all of the people that you've ever played in a film? So, like, you see, like, some shit going down and you're like, I'm going to help these people. I can fight. I, can, I know Kung Fu. I'm really, really good at Kung Fu. And then you're like, don't worry, I'm here. The name's Neo. It's like, oh, you're actor Keanu Reeves. Like, no, 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 I'm Neo. And you're like, oh, okay, shit. You've, you've had... I think that's happened before. I think that's, that has probably happened to, to actors that, that think they are their characters and take it on. Oh, who was it? I saw some, they go around and visit children's hospitals dressed up in the character and all that kind of Captain stuff. Captain America. Captain America. Captain Chris Evans. That is that who does it, is it? Cap he's, he's, one, he's one of them. He turns up and he's like, hey, I'm Captain America. And they're like, oh, can you help me? I'm dying of lymphoma. And he's like, no. But would you like a picture? And they're like, <laughs> I guess. I and guess. And he takes a picture. And then he goes home and he's like, I did a good thing today. And the other kid's just like, fuck Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> How can you, as a compassionate human being, going into a children's hospital as a mystical, magical character that can cure people? I'm not saying this is Captain America, but, you know, anyone else. That's probably why the cast of Harry Potter don't do a lot of ward rounds, because they'll just be like, well, fucking cure us, you bastards. No, fuck well, that. I hate muggles. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very foul-mouthed outside of the world of Harry Potter. In the children's wards, they're like dockers. It has to be. I read one of J.K. Rowling. I read one of her, like, adult novels and within like the first few pages she said the word cunt and I was just I did know not know what to do with myself I was like I am confused and a little bit hurt and kind of scared I'm gonna return this library book <laughs> <laughs> I think can't just drop a c-bomb post potter you've got to like work up to it it's got to be like a release though, right? It's got to be a freedom thing. Of like, I've been constrained with these books that were semi-made for adults and were supposed to get a lot darker, but then kids happened to latch onto them so I couldn't fit the orgies in. I couldn't fit them in. I wasn't allowed. So now I'm going to do my first one. I'm going to take Homicide, Life on the Street, and I'm going to make it rougher. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I like the idea of there being a wizardy Homicide, Life on the Street. 
it's just, it's, it's Hermione just life on the street. <laughs> it's just various people with magical powers attending like 3 a.m. crime scene investigations and be like, does anybody need a wizard? Like, <laughs> can you can you make somebody not dead? No, 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 but I can I can turn the fuck out of that car into a snake. You're like, all right, don't worry about it. No, <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but hey, that is a series people would watch. It's now the distant future. Wizards have been part of society for years. They've now regressed to petty crime enforcement agencies. <laughs> Wandering around. Who did this one? Uh, Jeff Sibbons lives at 492 Rotherham Street. Uh, he's married. Uh, he's got a receding hairline. Do you want to know more? Anything more? Or is this enough for a conviction? How do you know all this? I'm a fucking wizard, isn't I? I'm a fucking like... wizard. <laughs> Columbo, but a wizard. Columbo, but a wizard. <laughs> Hang on. Name a show and add, but a wizard. <laughs> Kojak, but a wizard. The nine o'clock news, but a wizard. <laughs> you know, if you were director general of the BBC, you'd be commissioning all of this shit. Yeah. Oh, it's but a wizard series, sir. What have we got this week? Crime Watch, but a wizard. Oh, I like that. I love that. What Garden a, Force, but a wizard. But a wizard. <laughs> I mean, it kind of takes the challenge out of it, doesn't it? I mean, he's done it within <laughs> 10 minutes and then he just sits in the corner drinking whiskey, looking broody. Why are you so deep? I'm solving crimes. And I'm also doing a lot of high-profile television gardening. Of course I drink. You recently got uh, Mario Kart, yet you are never on it. Discuss. I... Did recently get Mario Kart. I have been on it a couple of times. I've largely been playing through the single player tournaments. I am three cups away from completing 50cc. So I don't mean to brag, but I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> and how do you pretty feel your uh, how do you feel your skill level has gone in comparison to uh, to where you were at before? Do you feel you've increased, or have you just you know? Do you know what I have been doing? I've been practicing that fucking stupid jump skid thing that you insist on doing all the time. It's the only way um, to win. Only way. Well, to win. it's it's not the only way to win, but it's 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 one of the ways to win. Well, the only yeah, other yeah. way to win is to elbow the person sitting next to you so they're winded, and then you cross the finish line with very little competition. But that's that's very obvious. I like to set off a very small electromagnetic pulse within a radius of about a metre away from me. Obviously, I'm hiding in a cupboard. And then all kits in the nearby area is disabled, ultimately, including the console. So it's a sort of moot point. But then the other person at least knows, well, I would have won, but now all of our electronics are dead. Plus, it's very hard to set up, and it's not something that you can do on the regular. I was going to say, I'm going to choose to ignore the almost military-style uh cheating aid that you've managed to procure yourself and uh, pick pick fault with the fact that you're playing Mario Kart in a cupboard. Well, no, you're hiding from the electromagnetic pulse in the cupboard. Obviously, you don't want to fry your testicles. I know that it's meant to be very, very safe, but why take the chance? Plus, when you're doing DIY Semtex-based microwave EMPs, you know, the last thing you want is fried ghoulies. Well, quite, yes. I mean, the high level of electromagnetic activity that happens within Wong's ghoulies are, uh, are bound to set off uh, some kind of tingly effect from a from a small thermonuclear device. Well, you never know. Why risk it? That's what I say. Well, quite. Just... 
I'm sad to say that this might have to be the end of me for our initial uh, podcasting effort. It's largely because I'm desperate for the lav, but also because it's really fucking hot in here. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I can even press the record button with any kind of accuracy without slipping off onto the fire that's burning next to me. That used to be a chair. <laughs> But this was fun. This was fun. Um, this was good. This was this was a nice a nice slow fisting back into the world of uh, <laughs> a nice comfortable fisting into yeah. the reality of yeah. into the reality and the uh, the break of the eight year hiatus. Hurrah! Very good. Um, uh, apropos of nothing, how do we normally end these things? Uh, we talk nonsense while there's a music track kind of building in volume in the background um, until one of us says something slightly odd and then we sit in silence for a second and then say our names and out <laughs> that's that's huge trousers okay <laughs> uh brown more out check it out oh wait <laughs> hannah now <laughs> it's been hey, that long hey hey hey, hey, hey. hey. little wink wink to the camera